Well, hello, Julian Bertharad. This is a funny thing. Where are you right now? I'm in London. And you, where are you, Alan? I am miles away from you, uh, for once. I'm in Italy. I'm just outside Trieste in northeast Italy. Uh, and I'm here because, unfortunately, Julian, I had to take off and do something work-related. So for the very first time, we're recording the podcast remotely. Are you missing me in London? I do. And uh, it's um, a nice experience to do it like that. It looks like, it sounds like the Eurovision, really. Yeah, yes, it does sound a bit like uh, Eurovision, perhaps from the olden days uh, when uh, Eurovision was dialed in and things always tended to go wrong. Not that I would know too much about such things. So here I am in Italy where it's muggy. We have seen worse, though, haven't we, over the uh, apparently endless months when we were trapped in the park. Can you be trapped in a park? I suppose you can. Corralled in the park, in the wind and the rain and occasionally snow. How we thought we weren't going to survive. But enough of this recollective talk, Julian. Shall we get on with the podcast? Yes, please. Well, let's do it then. Well, hello, 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 everybody. And welcome to episode 39. Can you believe it? Episode 39 of the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. Uh, we usually say at this point something along the lines of we're coming to you from London, England. But actually, only half of the podcast this month is coming to you from London, England. That's the French personal training half, uh, as represented by my good friend, Julian Bertherat. Yeah, that's right, Alan. He's about a few words. A bit of French taste in this uh, podcast. Indeed, indeed. Now, uh, listeners to the previous episode where we had a fascinating conversation about milk. That's right. You heard me. We had a fascinating conversation all about milk. Would be would have been wondering at that point what we were going to talk about next. Mineral water, perhaps. But actually, we're going to talk about something this month, which is rather more substantial, aren't we, Julian? We're going to be talking about what? About pregnancy. You've got somebody pregnant? No. But, um, yeah, I've been recently uh, training a woman during their pregnancy. And uh, it's quite um, challenging, obviously. You have to be very careful. It's, uh, to, it's during the pregnancy. It's also after the pregnancy. And I've been looking for um, a good way to train them. And, uh, and it's quite interesting. It is indeed. So because Julian is now training women who are pregnant and also offering uh, training to women who have recently had babies, we thought it would be a good idea to look at training when you're pregnant or when you've had a child. So we thought we would take a look at this very interesting area. And who is it that you have been speaking to this month for the podcast to help us look at training when you are pregnant or just had a child? So I've been talking to Marie Juglaret. She's uh, a nurse. Technically, she is a French pediatric nurse. Okay. And uh, we've been talking about how to train a woman during their pregnancy after 
also and what was the challenge like a woman will go through physically and mentally uh, during their pregnancy indeed so let's have a listen to that uh, conversation between Julian and Marie Juglery and let's see what she has to say on the topic of uh, pregnancy and training when you are expecting a child or just had one Hello everyone, I'm uh, with Marie. She's a French nurse and I, uh, and I trained her recently. Marie, can you tell us about you a bit more? So, hi everybody, I'm Marie. I'm a French pediatric nurse. Uh, so, I am the founder of Become Baby in London. Uh, and 10 years ago, I began my career at the children's nurse in Paris. So Marie, what do you think of London? Living in London, is it different to live in Paris? Yes, I think there are many different. Also, uh, we are not um, close to our family, but I like my life in London, and I think it's easier to launch a business. Very well. And uh, how long have you been in London? I've been in London for three years. Three years. It's the beginning. Yeah, it's why my English is not perfect. <laughs> I'm sure people can understand you, I'm sure. I understand you, so I'm sure. So, How do you become uh, a nurse? Or shall I say a French pediatric nurse? So I started my career as a nurse maybe 12 years ago and uh, quickly I decided to um, to add an extra uh, training as a pediatric nurse and I work in neonatal intensive care unit with premature babies and I develop a passion for working with infants and newborn babies and their families. What does your work uh, entail? So with Become Baby, I offer a range of services such as personal care and support for mother and all uh, baby issues like crying, sleeping, breastfeeding, colic and reflux. So I give uh, advices and also something very important for me is to help parents gaining confidence. I'm convinced trusting their instinct is key. I guess it's a... Uh It must be a shock for young parents, you know, when you have your first baby. It's um, people probably are scared when the baby cry at first. Exactly. It's the kind of thing that uh, I can assist. Um, yes, it's not easy at the beginning when you didn't know how you can find your place and your new role as a parent. So I'm here to help them. Yeah, I think it's important that you bring uh, some answer to them so they don't panic, you know. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. you know, If a baby cry, I guess it's normal. So. Yes, of course, it's normal at the beginning. Baby's crying a lot. Uh, but you can find many um, many things to help him for example I help parents uh, and train them uh, with a sling baby wearing for example also baby massage can be helpful uh, and just I think for parents to be confident and positive uh, and you have a good mindset and at the end your baby will feel that you feel confident and will be more uh, secure with you so about your job what has the job taught you uh, over the years I think uh, when I became a mother I I had um, the training like a pediatric nurse but it's something different and I become um, uh, 
better a better professional I think when I become parent because I can understood well uh, all the issues that parents can meet meet can meet and I, I can imagine like a bit like for my business everybody is different so I can imagine every parents are different especially the, the young one and we are all different when you come to be parents I guess you know some some people are already confident with it yes you mean that I try to personalize my services uh, yes I wouldn't um, give the same advice for one parent or another parent. I think it's very important to respect their own uh, culture, their own uh, conviction, and it's it's why I try to to offer. You care about their each profile, you know? Yes, I think um, at the beginning you are just a little bit uh, worried and lost as a parent, so just help them to feel more confident is the main thing, in my view. What would you say Uh, the leading health and fitness needs of mother to be are? So I think the overall health and fitness are essential at this time. As a new mother, you are feeling more sensitive, is what I explained to you. So I think it's a period where you should take care of yourself more than usually. And at the matter of fact, you focus on your baby well-being and uh, your baby becomes your priority, number one. It's fair enough, just you have to find a balance. Yeah, it's uh, as we all know, I mean, I don't know, but I guess it's uh, being a parent, it's a full-time job. Indeed, indeed. So close to my um, obviously as a person Chana will be looking forward uh, your answer to that question what happened to a woman during and after pregnancy oh a lot of things so body experiences a wide range of change changes during pregnancy and after also the height hormonal changes and fluctuations that occur during and after childbirth can uh, cause mother to feel intense mood swings um, another thing is women may experience a postpartum disorder sometimes that can affect their mental health Uh, in my view, uh, staying positive, active is the key to cope with this doubting time. And I mean, go out for a walk, uh, maintain physical activities, even it's 10 minutes a day at the beginning. Uh, I think core strength are many benefits, and if you are feeling well, it's easier to remain positive. Yes. Would you say that uh, there is a danger, like when, obviously, when you get pregnant, you put on weight, okay, it makes sense. Is there a real danger of keeping that weight if you are not uh, active after the pregnancy? I think if you keep on uh, training uh, and maintain your body well, you can have a look of your way and control uh, more easily. It's a big chance, like men do not have to go through this, obviously. And it's uh, it's a big thing in a, in a woman's life to be obviously pregnant because having a baby is amazing, but it's for the body, you know, matter. But I think it's not the only thing. Indeed, you can, uh, you have a better way control, but also, Um, you improve sleep um, if you keep on exercising. So tell me, my should expectant mother be concerned about their unborn child 
when exercising? So I think exercise can help uh, mom uh, to stay in shape and prepare for labor and delivery. Um, for the baby concern, so the unborn baby, I think it's very important to be supervised uh, with uh, a trainer uh, who had the knowledge about uh, pregnancy and postpartum um, issues. And that's true that uh, when I uh, train now peop uh, women uh, we, uh, during their pregnancy, it's, uh, the trainer should be always in, uh, in touch with the doctor because it's working as a team, obviously, because you, the trainer do not want to make mistake. And uh, we have to wait a fair amount of time after the pregnancy, for example, before you train again. How long is that time? Uh, you know, when you give birth, when can you train again? Uh, so you can, um, you have to wait the GP, um, GP consent or midwife consent. Uh, usually you, you start training six or eight weeks after uh, delivery. And how far before the delivery can you train? I think it depends on each, each uh, woman. I mean, uh, if you feel well, uh, if you are not a uh, contraindication uh, with your GP, I think you can keep on training um, from the beginning of the pregnancy up to birth. Wow, yeah. It's uh, obviously, um, uh, I propose different Uh, sort of exercise during the pregnancy because obviously the body changed a lot and uh, my job will be to yeah, I think the only thing that the only thing is that you have to be supervised with someone who have the knowledge so he have to check if you are able or not to uh, keep on um, train your, your body or if you have to take a break from your point of view Marie What are the benefits of training, okay, with a personal trainer or training just yourself during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy? So I think exhaustion can help to stay in shape. Uh, also, it improves your mood, your mindset, uh, your sleep. Uh, you have a better weight control, to name a few. If I talk about my own experience, the arrival of a newborn child is a life-changing experience. After baby birth, you feel uh, less confident and uh, sport is very helpful to maintain your mindset and your well-being. Uh, it's like a breath of fresh air that can also help you in feeling and becoming more confident with your own baby. I, I, I can imagine that because I, for myself it's all about the mindset, even for me. And uh, I think it's, uh, I understand uh, that point of view. You know, when you training is first uh, a mental thing, you know. Obviously, it's a physical thing, but it's a mental thing first to, to end up this uh, lovely interview. What is, from your point of view, what is the best things about your job? So making parents happy, mom happy and confident is my greatest uh, reward uh, because happy parents, mom makes happy baby. Yes. That's a lovely happy ending. And uh, yeah, I can imagine like to be, to help someone in any ways. So in that way too, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So thank you for taking the time. And um, if you have any 
uh, if our listeners are some of them are becoming parents i will highly recommend marie to get some advice from her okay that's all So that's uh, Julian there talking to Marie Juglery. I hope I'm uh, getting your name right there, Marie. If not, do let me know. And uh, I've got a couple of questions for you, Julian, now that we've established that this whole episode isn't because you have got somebody pregnant. And how did you meet Marie? Well, she's um, she saw um, one of my, an article about me on icylondre.com. Uh, it's a French magazine for French people living in London, really, and and also for, I guess, for English people. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, she saw me this article uh, and she contacted me after that. And we start training uh, from that point. Fantastic. Now, uh, between the two of you, you and Marie came up with this uh, training program for pregnant and post pregnant women, which uh, you'll be relieved to hear that I had a good read through before we actually uh, sat down to record this episode of the podcast. And um, just tell me, um, how did the training program come about? And how did you structure it the way it is? So obviously, when you come to when you train a woman during pregnancy, there is two phases. There is a during pregnancy, okay, I just say and the post pregnancy. So during the pregnancy, Uh, there is three phases. There is the first trimester, okay, zero to 12 weeks. The second trimester, 13 to 26 weeks. And the last semester, 27 to 40 weeks. So the program in that, uh, in that phase is to help you to strengthen your muscle of your pelvic floor, transverse abdominis, hips, and lower back to assist with delivery. Also, to increase your hip and spinal stability, to release back pain and tension, to reduce neck and shoulder tension, and to accelerate the recovery of your core muscle after birth. Now, after the during pregnancy program, obviously there is a post-pregnancy program. These come generally, and that's where we talk with the doctor, uh, it comes six weeks after birth. So the big... The baby had been delivered. Uh, a lot of traumatism happened to the uh, new mum body. So the benefit of this post-pregnancy program will be, for example, to strengthen your pelvic floor and abdominal muscle, okay? Uh, to improve uh, your posture. Also to work on the stability, to provide some stability exercise to ease the return back to normal life, and then activation and foundation level exercise before gradually building up core strength over nine months. So uh, this sounds like it's very much about uh, core strength uh, in one form or another all the way through. Uh, is that the case? Is that the right kind of summary, do you think? Yes, it is. Uh, obviously, it's uh, the baby... Uh, is, I mean, the stomach and uh, all the abdominal, um, if we can say, area are, are going to be extend, stretch. And uh, of, when you come back to training, uh, I think one of the right words is to the reactivation of your core, you know. So the program will propose some foundation exercise and it will go through intermediate exercise and advanced exercise, obviously, because... 
it's a traumatism, you know, and uh, physically, I mean, and it's um, you have to go very slow in the reconstruction. And before the, and during the pregnancy, there is still a way to, you know, help, for example, to release back pain and tension, to reduce neck and shoulder tension. And also when you train during the pregnancy, it will accelerate the recovery of your core muscle after the after after birth, you know. So it's uh, I can't uh, recommend uh, highly enough the fact that it's important to train during the pregnancy smartly, wisely, but a little bit because it will help the afterbirth. And is there a difference for you as a personal trainer in or any kind of special uh, requirements? for training pregnant or non-pregnant women? Uh, is there anything particularly you have to take care about? Yeah, because uh, especially if this is your first pregnancy, for example, you might also experience a reduced sense of balance as your bump get bigger. You are also likely to be more vulnerable to back pain during this time. So obviously, uh, plus, you know, uh, over nine months of pregnancy, your hormone will feel as if they have been turned upside down. This imbalance will increase the elasticity of your connective tissue, affecting your joint stability. So when you train a woman who is going through, especially your first pregnancy, it's you have to care about all that and to propose exercise, adapt to the situation in order to improve and as we, as I repeat myself here, to strengthen the muscle of your pelvic floor, to release back pain and tension, and to accompany it, uh, the body through this um, evo- evolution. And typically, how long does this uh, training need to take place for it to be effective? Is there like a, a period of time that people should focus upon, or is it uh, flexible? Oh, it is flexible as long as you are committed when you start really but there is no there is no better time or best time it's just the time you decide but when you start it's important to commit to be regular and it, it does help because again it's a, it's a traumatism for the body you know so the earlier you tackle the issue the, the better it is and i think it's a popular uh, conception among women who um, have children that it's getting it is a challenge for them to get their figure back afterwards but is it such a challenge or is that uh, something which can be achieved with uh, some intelligent training it is a challenge uh, it's uh, to get back after the, the better to regain your form after a pregnancy but um, a large part of this um, successful recovery is also how you you were before how you deal with your fitness during your pregnancy and before the pregnancy obviously so but there is no fatality it's um sometime i would say like uh when uh, sometimes pregnancy can help a woman who were not really familiar with exercise and fitness before to get into it because now it matters really, you know, to regain some strength. Because as we did talk with Marie, 
uh, a young mother or not a young mother will uh, we need strength you know to raise our child and um, training is about that as well to help the mother to have the strength to to be a good mother if I can say yes I understand so that's uh, what you uh, are going to be doing with the training does Marie have a role in this moving forward or is it just yourself and the pregnant and post pregnant women uh, involved in this training or does Marie help you in some way we did talk because obviously with um, a job obviously she was very useful uh, about the pregnancy su subject and um, and she also in my website she did help me she's she did write the introduction of my post and um, during and post-pregnancy uh, program and uh, she have a very good insight because she'd been uh, herself uh, uh, she gave birth to a child uh, recently and uh, it was very important to talk to her because she did help me to understand uh, the whole situation and how a woman might feel during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy so that's the uh, pregnancy training and the principles, which, uh, as far as I can understand it, is very much about core strength and developing uh, strength on the part of the individuals they go through the process. Uh, but finally, let me ask you uh, one last question, Julian. Uh, do you plan on bringing your own little Julian Bertharat babies into the world in the near future? It's not uh, in the plan at the moment. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Old Gym, Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the earth of London West End? Then visit Jubilee Old Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum term contract when joining. Or you can use the gym on a day pass basis. Find out more at jubileoldgym.co.uk or telephone 020 to walk out at Jubilee Old Gym, Covent Garden. And now that we have established that Julian Bertharad is not about to have a little Julian Bertharad baby, it is time for... Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. So Julian, what is your fitness tip of the month for episode 39 of the Two Guys on Fitness podcast? So Alan, were you worried when we went back to the gym um, after this long lockdown? Uh, no, actually I wasn't. I couldn't wait to get through the gym doors. Though of course, as you know, Julian, uh, being almost a fitness professional myself now after all this time i was uh, pretty fit uh, when those doors did reopen and i was raring to go with the equipment and the heavier weights but i anticipate not everybody is in that position that's good because i know there's um, a lot of people who after a year of disruption really uh, were struggling to come back to the gym and to create uh, a new routine or to come back to their uh, ancient routine but um, yeah here's some advice for the for the people who might uh, feel the return their return on the gym floor so one of um, I, 
a good advice to give here it's to target big group muscle uh, such as back legs and chest during your workout so that means do not pick up exercise too specific like for your triceps or biceps and um, you can you know put like a, a shoulder press exercise which is quite complete for the upper part and but the idea is to do two sets of 15 reps it means that you have to work out with light weights and um, it's also important to keep a good pace okay um yeah i think that will be my advice for this month it's uh, it's very important to uh to not overtrain when you restart so it means like you have to Yeah, target. I think it's a good idea to target like uh, half an hour, 45 minute workout, but to be able to do that free time during the first week when you come back. Does that sound good to you, Alan? It sounds uh, cracking, if I may use that term. And uh, just out of curiosity, uh, since you've been back, did you overtrain after you returned to the gym, Julian, or did it all fall naturally back into place? No, I was completely fine. I was uh, willing to drop the weight I put on the bar. It's, um, as you know, for me, training is uh, it's about well-being. So there is no need to challenge yourself about a certain weight. The idea is to get back into it. And, and I did. And, uh, and all went uh, nicely. Of course, I was a bit sore, a bit more. But you can't, that's... You can't escape that uh, feeling. But yeah, there is no... You've got 12 months during the year and you've got time. The idea is to turn up, to do things. But yeah, that was... Um, it went uh, smoothly for me, I would say. And are you using heavier weights now that you've settled back in? Yeah, I'm great. I uh, charge. It's... Um, There is sometimes I um, you have to remember that there is a limit in terms of weight, which is it's a simple. Uh, I mean, it's common sense. The more weight you put in the bar, and the more pressure you will put on your on your joints. And I think it's after a certain while, it's just a question. No judgment. But it's just uh, what are you training for? Are you training for a competition, a sport competition, a bodybuilding competition? You know, because ultimately you're damaging potentially your, your body and it's fine. When I was playing rugby, obviously I was damaging my body in a certain way, but it's just a question you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? If it's just for uh, vanity, I think it's not worth it. If it's for potentially a bigger purpose, work purpose, uh, or because of your, you know, your sport athletes, fine. But I think otherwise you have to be reasonable. You can still challenge yourself pretty much, but it's uh, it's about your well-being. And well-being means uh, to be able to go the distance, to feel energetic every day after you work out, to be performant at work, really. I find it... Um, more interesting to see someone working out slowly for example when the person execute an exercise because it show it to work slowly uh, it show your strength as well because you can control the motion you know rather putting more weights going too fast it's a little bit like the same uh, parallel I will make with somebody who talk too fast for example it's better to talk slower 
but to make to be able to make a point and to be audible so it's the same when you work out the slower if you can find a good pace a slow pace it's more meaningful than working working out too fast wonderbar and uh, if you are uh, returning to the gym or thinking of doing so we hope that was helpful because that was julian's fitness tip of the month So every month on the uh, podcast, as regular listeners will be aware, we uh, dip into the uh, bag of questions that come into us from listeners, questions and comments, really. And we pick out the two most interesting and we answer those uh, questions. Do we not, Julian? Yes, it is my favorite part, as you know. He says that every month it is completely true. So uh, let's have a little look at uh, the questions that have come in. And by the way, if you do want to get in touch, feel free to drop us a line through our website, twoguysonfitness.com, or from his website, uh, julienbertera.com. Or you can get in touch for our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter. And uh, I'm searching around for another one at the moment, uh, but I don't think there is another one. I think that's all of it. Anyway, uh, get in touch uh, for any of those channels and we'd love to hear from you. Okay, so uh, let's have a look at the questions. And first up, uh, we got a question from Francesco in Venice, who is in no way a colleague of the Italian fitness guy. Just want to be absolutely clear about that, everybody. Who asked the following question? Should I follow the same workout or change it over time And if I do so, at what intervals? I go to the palestra. That means gym, Julian. Palestra is Italian for gym. I go to the palestra when it is open. Uh, I do not favor cardio and I do a lot of weights. I have 28 and lean muscle. Yeah, Francesca there uh, is kind of reducing himself to a couple of key words, I feel. So, uh, what, what is Francesca asking here? He's, um, yes, if you work out, is it a good idea to follow the same workout all the time or to change it up at regular intervals? Of course, I would say that um, it's important to, over time, not all the time, but over time, to be able to change your workout. It can, uh, some change can be made through uh, the exercise itself. Sometimes the change can be uh, the charge you put on the bar. Uh, sometimes it can be the number of reps. Sometimes it can be uh, the rest time you, add, you take between the set. So it can be longer, shorter. But I think it's one of the things I keep for myself, for example, over the year to remain... Uh, Uh, interested in what I'm doing it's I think it's important to work intensively and also that's something that will that it's important that your workout challenge your brain in a way that for example when you add some jump or, or stuff like that working one side at a time it's a bit more complicated so you have to the idea is to constantly add coordination um, exercise Uh, jumping here or there, he has to challenge your brain. It's uh, I saw a lot of people training and it's a bit static, it's a bit boring, and mainly because it's too heavy and it's too repetitive and it takes too much energy uh, for the person basically to achieve the workout itself. And uh, you have no really positive outcome after that because you're tired. 
and uh, I think it's uh, it's nice to be obviously sweating and tired, but it's important to be challenged by your own workout. And challenge means also mentally, not only physically. But uh, uh, what happens if you fall into a mechanical rut where trading is concerned? And the reason I ask that is because uh, partly because of the whole disruption caused by lockdown, I basically follow the same split routine, really, where my training is divided between lower body and legs and upper body uh, weight training and resistance exercises. And to be honest with you, I really enjoy the mechanical nature of it. And that's the truth of the matter, because I know exactly what I'm going to do. But is that in itself bad for me? Well, I mean, it's um, it it is understandable, obviously. And uh, it's, it's okay to follow, you know, Uh, some pattern and uh, to stick to it but it's um, you can mix sometimes like two big body parts you know often people think it's not a good idea to work chest and legs and technically it's not necessarily a good idea because you're pumping the blood on on the upper part and then you're asking you're training another part at the same time but it is not a good idea only if you work heavily in both parts, you know. So you can do, for example, um, I don't know, uh, a changing heavy bench press, and you can mix a bench press with some lunges, just like uh, free weight, uh, uh, no, no weight, just you doing the lunges, body weight exercise. It's fine, you know. So that's it can be a way to add some challenge. Indeed. And since uh, challenging uh, the old body and mind is part of working out uh, and making a success of it, obviously that's not a particularly bad thing. So uh, I hope that's uh, helpful for you, Francesco, in Venice. Uh, just saying those words, it's kind of like really romantic. Though, to be honest with you, I flew through Venice and it was like uh, very, very quiet, I have to say, when I came through it recently, when I uh, entered Italy. But uh, that's a fascinating story, isn't it? Um, You know, it's like a travel uh, podcast. Anyway, so we hope that's helpful for you, Francesco. And um, if you have anything else to add or ask, feel free to get in touch, which means the next question, I think, is yours, Julian. Is it not? Yes, it is. It's for Mike in uh, Wiltshire who has emailed us through the Two Guys and Fitness website with the following question. Uh, what is the biggest problem where diets in concern if you are in your 40s, sugar or alcohol? I like both in moderation, but I'm starting to put on weight despite exercising three times a week and I walk to and from work. Which should I cut first? What a fascinating question. Uh, So uh, this is something, by the way, uh, lovely listeners, that we get asked uh, a lot about, which is either about sugar or alcohol. I get the sense there are a lot of people listening to the podcast who like both or sugar and alcohol together. So, Julian, are sugar and alcohol uh, the great dangerous uh, pleasures that people think they are? And what should one do if one is putting on a little bit of weight and still exercising and consuming both? Well, obviously, well, the thing is sugar, you got sugar in the alcohol as well. So, I mean, uh, you know, if you want to cut something, I will say cut both, really. Uh, It's always fine out to 
uh, shades uh, after the sugar because sugar now is everywhere these days. Um, the alcohol is something easy to stop because basically you just do not have to drink a glass of alcohol. And uh, I personally wait for the weekend, let's say, to have a couple of glass and uh, and it's fine like that. Uh, I think it's important to not drink during the week. I know it sounds like uh, uh, patronizing, you know, but it's 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 a simple thing to do. Do not drink during the week. It's very important. Uh, and the sugar, well, uh, uh, I would say no soda. You know, obviously, it's a uh, it's a very easy thing to target. No soda, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, start with these two things. No, no soda during the week if you are somebody who drinks soda, uh, and no, no alcohol during the week as well. It's not to say that when you go on Saturday. Uh, the idea is not to get mad and drink a lot, but it's important to have a balance. But I think to during the week it's good to yeah to not do it, to try to not drink, to try to not uh, get sugar. So, but and uh, and to finish, I will say that uh, you mentioned Mike the fact you exercise three times a week. It's not like uh, it's not because you work three times a week that you actually can drink and uh, alcohol it's it's the other way around it's basically uh, you work out during the week to feel good and uh, and there's, there's no point to after this nice effort to basically drink alcohol right away because it's not uh, yeah you should drink alcohol because you I don't know you want to spend quality time with your friend and feel like that you know And I've got a question on the side of that, actually. Uh, one thing I've noticed about um, Italy is that ice cream, funnily enough, and um, kind of cakes, I believe they're called torta in Italy, are very popular. And since I've been here, I've been eating a lot of both. When I work out, which is five times a week, I notice, uh, tracking my calorie burn, that I'm burning between 1,500 and 2,000 active calories every time I work out. Now, it's a popular conception that you can pretty much eat what you like if you burn enough calories when you exercise. Is that true? Yeah, obviously there is this idea that uh, you want to find a balance between all the calorie intake and how many calories we can, you can burn. It's not a crystal clear answer also because we are all different regarding uh, weight and metabolism, okay? Uh, we all know this person who eats a lot and never put on weight and, and vice versa. So it's not like a black and white answer. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like if, for example, you feel you put on weight or you are you know, like uh, not in a good shape. I think thing that does work uh, quite a lot, it's you should uh, train in the morning, for example, and with an empty stomach, okay? You can have a coffee, maybe a, a very light snack, like a half of a banana or something like that. And then the idea, the doctor generally recommends to eat after you work out because the food is going to be... Uh, it's gonna be assimilated by the body faster. So that's kind of uh, tips can work. 
And uh, after 5, 6 p.m. in the evening, it's very important to be careful with what you eat, especially the portion. And uh, yeah, usually to go with more fiber. And uh, but if you have, a, if you can work out in the morning, it's better. And don't forget, working out does regulate your sleep and your diet. I mean, when I say diet, I mean the way you eat, obviously. And that's uh, that's why workout is important because, or exercising in any way, because it does regulate uh, your metabolism. Wonderful. And uh, I hope, uh, I say I, we hope that uh, those answers are helpful for you, Francesco, and also for you, Mike, in Wiltshire. And remember, everybody, if you do want to get in touch, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, feel free to drop us a line through our websites or our social media. And we love it when you get in touch. So there you go, Julian. That is the end of episode 39. Episode 39, I find it difficult to believe. Actually, 39 months, Julian, of you and I talking about all kinds of things, fitness and diet related, lockdowns, no lockdowns, whatever the situation, we've been hammering away at this podcast for 39 episodes now. And for the first time, we're apart from each other, though we are bonded by love of exercise and the fitness lifestyle. So are you missing me? (laughs) Now it's been a a very, um, yeah, 39 months was the... It's, it's an experience it's uh, to listen to people as well to know that people listen to us and uh, we did talk um, a myriad of uh, subjects related to fitness and, and health obviously and it's been um, a great adventure and, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to carry on for quite a while and yes of course Alan, I, uh, I'm missing you so I'm I can't wait for you to come back to the UK. Oh, Gillian, you're making me fill up here. I'm welling up with tears. Uh, emotional tears of a kind of almost a uh, bromantic time. Actually, we did an episode about bromance right uh, in the early days. We should dig that out and have a little listen uh, to see how young and uh, kind of eager we sound in that episode. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was uh, an episode all about pregnancy and training. If you are pregnant, or you've just had a child. And just to confirm, Julian is not planning on having any babies soon, everybody, if we can just quash that rumor. And so from me here in Italy, just outside Trieste, Northeast Italy, I say ciao for now. And what do you say, Julian Bertharat, all the way from London? And from London, I say, enjoy your workout. Mm-hmm.